Today we're reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 6, Chapter 12, Verse 21, Vritrasura's Glorious Death. And the verse goes like this, we can chant together. Kalidam Mahadascharyam Kalidam Mahadascharyam Yat Raja Prakritestava Yat Raja Prakritestava Vasudeve Bhagavati Vasudeve Bhagavati Satvatmani Dridhangmati Satvatmani Dridhamati Kalvidam Mahadascharyam Yat Raja Prakritestava Vasudeve Bhagavati Satvatmani Dridhamati Kalu, indeed, idam, this, Mahadascharyam, great wonder, yat, which, raja, influenced by the mode of passion, prakrite, whose nature, Tava, of you, Vasudeve, in Lord Krishna, Bhagavati, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sattva Atmani, who is situated in pure goodness, Dridha, firm, Mati, consciousness. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Translation, O Vritrasura, demons are generally conducted by the mode of passion. Therefore, what a great wonder it is that although you are a demon, you have adopted the mentality of a devotee and have fixed your mind on the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Vasudeva, who is always situated in pure goodness. Hmm. Purport. King Indra wondered how Vritrasura could have been elevated to the position of an exalted devotee. As for Prahlad Maharaj, he was initiated by Narada Muni and therefore it was possible for him to become a great devotee. 
although he was born in a family of demons. For Vritrasura, however, Indra could not detect such causes. Therefore, he was struck with wonder that Vritrasura was such an exalted devotee that he could fix his mind without deviation upon the lotus feet of Lord Krishna Vasudeva. So ends Srila Prabhupada's purport. Kalvidam Mahadascharyam Yatmraja Prakritestava Vasudeve Bhagavati Satvatmani Vridha Mati. O Vritrasura, demons are generally conducted by the mode of passion. Therefore, what a great wonder it is that although you are a demon, you have adopted the mentality of a devotee and have fixed your mind on the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Vasudeva, who is always situated in pure goodness. Indra is surprised. Have you ever been surprised by something? What happens when we are surprised by something or someone? What's the feeling we have? Huh? Amazement? Okay, maybe that's another word for surprise. Depends on the surprise, huh? A negative surprise. Hmm. Yeah. Ugh. Surprise. Ooh. <laughs> so, okay, we might say there's good surprises and bad surprises. Um, let's see. Good surprises. We all like good surprises. Bad surprises. We don't like bad surprises. Uh, but mm, what can we say in general about surprises? They're unexpected, which means something else is expected, isn't it? Ex- expectation, wondering why, so looking for causes. Okay, and you were saying... Shock. <laughs> there can be shock. What is shock? Shock is a feeling like, I don't know how to react. Yes? We open our minds for some new possibilities of our explanations. Okay, yeah, going back to the issue of cause, looking for new explanation. Um, but uh, going back to expectation, so one thing we might think about is how surprise is caused by uh, something which we don't expect. So that means we are expecting something. Huh? Projecting. Prejudice. 
Ah, yes, okay, prejudice is another word. Okay, that's getting into a sort of specific kind of expectation, uh, prejudice. But just broadly, we, we can think about expectation in terms of, you know, uh, expectation. <laughs> we expect something to happen in the future in a certain way. Um, day before yesterday, I heard that uh, Bhaktivedya Purnaswami and Chandramali Swami were in Zagreb and they were inviting me to come to Zagreb for a program. And I said, I have another idea. Why don't you come for lunch to Povishya? And I didn't entirely expect they would say yes, but they said yes, okay. <laughs> so that was one surprise. But then the other surprise, because we we wanted to have an early lunch, because I actually wanted to come uh, in time for the snan of snanyatra yesterday. But as it happened, they were delayed. Maybe I shouldn't explain why they were delayed, but it's kind of um, a harmless mistake that Chandramali Swami didn't, he forgot to bring his passport to the to the border. So they had to, someone had to get his passport and, you know. Anyway, so two hours later, they came. So I had this expectation they're going to come at 12, but surprise! <laughs> and it wasn't, you know, it was kind of a disappointment, but then, okay, Hare Krishna, it's not a serious, serious problem. Another kind of expectation can be with regard to um, behavior or character of persons. And this is where we can get ourselves in trouble easily uh, because uh, this is where we might, with expectations, uh, we might experience some disappointment. So we're expecting something and then the person doesn't act in the way we're expecting. And then what happens um, we may jump to conclusions, we may make judgments. And the judgments may be not be, they may not, they may not be accurate, first of all, because uh, we are making a judgment based on our limited experience of that person, based on what we've seen and what we've heard and whatever. And this could be, this could be a problem if we make a generalization that's actually not applying. Right? So that can be a negative, negative side of expectation and maybe disappointment. But what we're getting in today's verse is a happy, uh, surprise. Lord Indra is, we can say, happily surprised. Um, he's happily surprised, but at the same time, it's a very special sort of situation because what's happening, Vritrasura, who now Indra understands is, we want to say, the more advanced devotee, he's fixed, Dridha Mati, he's fixed on the Lord, Vasudeva, Bhagavata. Uh, Bhagavan, uh, 
But what is this more advanced devotee insisting that he, Indra, do? He's insisting, yes, kill me. <laughs> That's kind of interesting, isn't it? Doesn't usually go like that, does it? Um, in a fight of this sort. Uh, and, of course, at the same time, Ritra is putting on a valiant fight, uh, despite the fact that he's lost one arm. And that's interesting. I've mentioned last time uh, because uh, Ritra is described in Rig Veda. It seems he's some sort of snake demon. And generally snakes don't have arms. But okay, in the Bhagavatam somehow he's grown arms and now he's losing the arms. And he's lost one arm to Indra and now he's still fighting. So he is also in that respect determined. Dridha uh, means determined. And this is very nice. So Indra is, must have very, um, he must have very, uh, tumultuous feelings. Because on the one side, he recognizes that Ritra is a great devotee. And Indra himself, he's a devotee. He wouldn't be Indra if he weren't a devotee. Uh, but uh, And because he's a devotee, he can appreciate now another devotee. And what is he supposed to do? What is he supposed to do now that he appreciates that he's a devotee? He's supposed to kill him. <laughs> That's strange. Um, we might be reminded of Arjuna's situation, of course, in the Battle of Kurukshetra. He's uh, being subjected to this uh, situation where Krishna is demanding that he kill his enemies. And we could say Arjuna appreciates that his enemies are not all just demons. After all, there is Bhishma and Drona. They weren't demons as such. They were on the wrong side, but they, were, they weren't demons. But here we're getting this... Uh, Mm, uh, situation of opposites, this uh, distinction being made, uh, demons and devotees. Prophet, of course, is uh, embellishing, or we can say adding uh, to the translation, because the word demon is not in the verse in the Sanskrit, uh, but he's giving some expl explanation of uh of Indra's surprise. Indra would not be surprised if um, Ritra, if everyone knew that Ritra is not Asura, but he is Sura. Ritra, in that case, he would be Vritra Sura instead of Ritra Asura. <laughs> Ritra Asura. So he, he uh, appreciates, this is particularly a uh, amazing because here's someone who should be thinking, acting, um, being a demon, but in fact uh, he is acting and being 
really a devotee, Vasudeva Bhagavati Sattvatmani, Dridhamati, his mati, his consciousness, is Dridha, it's fixed, it's absorbed, in Vasudeva, uh, who is Sattva Atmani, whose very um, self uh, is is sattva. Sattva means it's translated as goodness in contrast to raja, rajaguna, right? Because um, normally demons are identified with rajaguna. So you might say, well, then what is this? Um, we understand the Lord is transcendental. He is completely beyond the modes of nature. And here he's being described as sattva, as sattvic. Yes, sattva, but what sort of sattva? Vishuddha sattva would certainly, certainly be the implication. Uh, but for the purpose of what's being said in the verse, it's enough to say that he is sattva. He is not Raja, he is Sattva. He is beyond, uh, he is, his, of course, Sattva can also mean pure. Sat, existent, uh, can also mean wise. Sattva can mean wise. Shishipancha Tattva Ki Jai. So Indra is surprised, and that's expressed um, in the first line, Kalu idam mahat ascharyam. You know there's a verse in Bhagavad Gita that this might remind us of. Ascharyavat paschadi kaschadenam ascharyavat vadati tataivachanya ascharyavat china manya shinoti Shudvapyenam Vedana Chaiva Kaschit. Ascharyavat Paschati. One may um, be surprised, amazed, one may wonder, seeing Paschati Kaschit Enam, this. What is this? The soul. Ascharyavat vadati tataiva janya, and another person, cha anya, uh, may speak vadati about the wonder of the soul. Ascharyavat cha enam, cha enam, ascharyavat vadati tataiva janya, ascharyavat chainam anya shrinoti, and another person will hear about the soul and be amazed. Shutvap yenam, shutva, having heard, enam, uh, shutvap yenam, veda, nachaiva kaschit. Um, but, um, someone may not know, veda, na veda. Someone may not know the soul, uh, literally. So, the soul, in other words, the soul is very wonderful. And if we think about this, uh, this is, I think, a help for us to appreciate how to withhold judgment of others. Because, number one, step one in this 
process, you can say, we understand soul. Everyone, in every living body, there's a soul. <laughs> right? That's kind of lesson number one we get. <laughs> and Krishna is saying that the soul is wonderful. Ascharyavat. So we may not always experience the soul as wonderful. We look at other persons and we may think, hmm, this person's not very wonderful. <laughs> or this person has done something which is not very wonderful. Or this person has said something which is not very wonderful um, in a positive sense. And then what do we tend to do? Because we are making because we have expectations, then what do we do? We make judgment. And what are we doing when we're making judgment? We're kind of taking the position of God, isn't it? We're kind of taking that position because ultimately, who is the one who judges any of us? Uh, the ultimate, there's an ultimate judge. <laughs> the interesting thing is that Krishna, the ultimate judge, the supreme person, he's not really into judging himself. In, um, in the Abrahamic traditions, there's a lot of emphasis on the idea of God as judge. Uh, but we have a different perspective on God. Uh, judging is there. But uh, Krishna is not so interested in that in particular. And so we may also be reminded of that as we sort of go about in our judging capacities. <laughs> then we may sometimes have to kind of stop ourselves. Wait, the soul is wonderful. I may not see how this soul is wonderful, but that doesn't mean the soul is not wonderful. And this also opens us more to our mission of preaching, uh, which is approaching people uh, and allowing ourselves to be surprised when someone responds in a positive way. It's actually amazing, Ascharyavat, that anyone would be in any way responding positively to anything that we say or do. <laughs> Isn't it wonderful? A happy surprise. And therefore, uh, we can be happily surprised when there's any positive response. And we don't have to be uh, surprised at all when there's not a positive response. It's like, okay, this person's as to be expected. What to, what to do? It's the age of Kali. <laughs> we don't expect. But if someone is um, responding positively, oh, very nice. So in this way, we can keep ourselves open to the, to the wonder which is the soul. Now there's another point here uh, regarding this wonder, which Prabhupada is uh, um, 
making clear in the purport that Indra is feeling wonder because he doesn't see the cause for Vritra's devotional behavior. And Prabhupada is giving the contrast, the example of Prahlad. Prahlad, of course, he is acting as a great devotee. Why? Because, and Prabhupada makes the point, he was initiated by Narada, which is an interesting detail, but of course Narada is speaking to Prahlad in what condition? Prahlad was in the womb of his mother. Um, he hadn't even come to see the light of day yet, but Narada is already initiating him. That's an interesting kind of a circumstance for initiation. Yeah. Um, but Indra is surprised because he doesn't know uh, the background of Ritra. Ritra is, who is Ritra? Ritra is Chitraketu. And Chitraketu did meet Narada. Uh, can we say he was initiated by him? That might be something to debate, but perhaps it's also not an essential point. Uh, he was blessed by Narada. And as a result of his blessing, he became a very wonderful devotee, um, who then, of course, uh, Parvati was not so much appreciating because of his um, seeing the behavior of Shiva and Parvati and finding it very humorous. <laughs> Parvati didn't find Chitraketu's um, laughter humorous. She was not similarly amused as he was amused. So it gets back to the subject of cause, causation, which is always a big subject in the Bhagavata. But uh, here I think the bigger subject is simply surprise. Uh, and we might go back to Prabhupada's purport of the previous verse when he quotes this famous Verse from Second Canto, Kirata Hunandra Pulinda Pukasha Abira Shumba Yavana Kasadaya Ye Anye Chapapa Yat Apashayasaya Shudyanti Tasmai Prabhavishnave Namaha. So, first is a list of uh, various. Um, we may say castes, different um, tribes, different sorts of persons who are generally in traditional Indian Brahminical culture un understood to be low class. Kirata, Huna, Andras, Pulandas, and so on. And the, the last part of the verse is saying, that's okay. Even someone may be of these categories. Should yanti, uh, they can be purified. So the idea is if they can be purified, anyone can be purified. How are they purified? By association with Vaishnavas, with devotees. So Indra is looking at Vritra and he's kind of scratching his head saying, hmm, how is this possible? 
he's he's a he's a demon, but he's actually a devotee. Oh, he must have associated with a devotee. But which who? Which devotee? And we know he's associated with Narada. Uh, that will be elaborated. Where is that elaborated? Later in this canto? I don't remember now. Yes. Um, that will be explained. Hmm. Okay, so what have we discussed? Surprise, uh, judgment, prejudice. Pre- that word prejudice is uh, related to judgment. Prejust. Judgment, actually. Um, what was the cause of surprise? Expectation. And then uh, considering that the soul is wonderful. And so be ready to be surprised. You might worry, well, if I'm ready to be surprised, then I won't be surprised when the surprise comes. <laughs> so don't be too ready. <laughs> Be ready to be surprised. That's sort of a contradiction. If I'm ready, then I'm not going to be surprised. Hare Krishna. So the verse again, O Vritrasura, demons are generally conducted by the mode of passion. Therefore, what a great wonder it is that although you are a demon, you have adopted the mentality of a devotee. I like this Prabhupada's expression here. You have adopted the mentality of a devotee. Can we also adopt the mentality of devotees? And of course, this goes back to the point of association. We see, we hear, we um, observe how devotees are behaving, how they're speaking. And so we can then adopt that sort of behavior. We can consciously adopt. Even we may not be so like this other devotee, we can say, oh, let me adopt that. You know this word, adopt? What is the word in Slovenian? Oh. Say again. Prozeity. Preoziti. Preoziti. Yeah. Okay. All of the above. <laughs> I know translation is always difficult. So, O Ritrasura, demons are generally conducted by the mode of passion. Therefore, what a great wonder it is that although you are a demon, you have adopted the mentality of a devotee and have fixed your mind on the Supreme Personality of God, Vasudeva, who is always situated in pure goodness. Krantaraj Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Comments, questions, Adipurush Prabhupada. A short comment on the Vedas. Hare Krishna. On the snakes with arms. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tyrosiroses. Oh, 
Yes. Oh, flying dragons. Pterosaurus. Okay. Yeah. So, flying dragons. So the so-called dinosaurs yes, yes. are actually Vritrasuras. I mean, some echo Could from... Be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I have a question about Indra. Thank you for the uh, uh, one no, for for creating wonder and exploring wonder and <laughs> discussing amazement and wonder. And one of the amazing things in the Bhagavatam is uh, Indra's uh, uh, presentation. It's actually actually not so easy to find a positive picture of Indra in the Bhagavatam. Yeah. Although it's very easy to find many negative pictures of yeah. <laughs> Indra in the Bhagavatam. Although yeah. in Rigveda, for example, uh, he is the, the, the biggest the hero. Big hero. Yes. Yeah, we talked about that last time. Yeah. So, also in, in the Lublana Museum, you can see that there, there are hundreds of stones uh, marking the crossroads or some properties saying, Glory to. Uh, Iom, Iovi Optimo Maximo, dedicated to um, Jupiter, the great and the best, uh. <laughs> and Geni Loti, and and the uh, spirit of the location. Uh-huh. So, so he was worshipped a lot here, apparently. Mm. Jupiter being in Z- Zeus, yeah, it's yeah, Zeus, the, is same, the uh, storm god. Yes, the storm god. Mm. So. Um, uh, would you like to uh, say something, comment on this contrast between the Bhagavatam, wh- why Bhagavatam uh, takes such a uh, stance mm-hmm. which is so persistently anti Indra, even though he is the god of uh, the, the ruler of. He gets a lot of bad <laughs> press in the Bhagavatam. <laughs> One thought. And that I've always had is that the Bhagavatam, being the Bhagavatam, is um, glorifying the the Vaishnavas and the Lord. And one, you can say, technique of doing this is by contrast. So Indra is, you can say, traditionally understood to be a great person. So the Bhagavatam, in a way, is belittling Indra as a way of glorifying the Vaishnavas. So if you're thinking Indra is so great, well, just look at how he looks in comparison to the Vaishnavas, to the Bhagavatas, those who worship Bhagavan. And so his stature is, in a, in a sense, his stature, his position has not changed. He's still Indra. And he's still powerful. And he can still kill Vritra. And he can throw terrible storms at Vrindavan. So, and so many other things he's still doing. But when we see him in perspective of Krishna consciousness, of the Vaishnavas and so on, then you're looking at him from up here and looking down. And so the Bhagavata is, in effect, that's what it's doing. 
looking looking from this perspective instead of from down here. But Indra is still wherever he is. I would put it that way. Does that make sense? Yeah. So in other words, <clears throat> uh, it, it, it helps if you see the context that Indra is mm. extremely respected in that society. Yeah. So therefore, if we just read it uh, without this understanding, we may have a f- uh, rather wrong picture that right. uh, Indra yeah. is some foolish kid who is always getting in, in, in himself into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And therefore looking kind of comic instead of he he's, he's looks like Sometimes like a bit of a clown. And, uh, but therefore, it's good to know, uh, how he's recog- how he's appreciated in the Rig Veda, for example. Yeah. And again, as I think I was explaining before, the Bhagavatam, it, it's the ripened fruit of the tree of the Veda. And so it's, one thing it's doing is giving kind of purport. Yes, you know, it's saying, yes, Indra kills Ritra. We know that's there in the Rig Veda. Yes, he's very glorious. But look how much more glorious, in fact, Ritra is. Which is not brought out in the Rig Veda because... All the Rig Vedic hymns are very busy trying to please Indra because they want to get, because it's Karmakanda, because they want to get um, benefits from Indra. That's why they're praising him. Very, these hymns are very explicit. You know, please be pleased with us and give us good things. Give us wealth, give us power, give us all the all the nice things that make material life worthwhile. And uh, all glories to you because you killed Ritra. And there's no need to say all glories to Ritra <laughs> in the Rig Veda because he's he's not giving what Indra is giving. But it's good to know what's there in Rig Veda, at least have some idea, I think. Yeah. Eleventh Canto, we have a, a statement uh, that, the, that the demigods, when not uh, respected, create obstacles for transcendentalists. Mm. It does mention, of course, that the uh, devotees of Krishna use these obstacles as stepping stones, mm. as a ladder. Uh, there are a few verses like this. A, a ladder or stepping stones for advancement, mm. these, these obstacles. But also, <clears throat> there is a valid uh, doubt that arises and is raised sometimes. Why not uh, actually worship them a little bit? <laughs> 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 to avoid uh, whatever obstacles, and also, so uh, maybe we can uh, please them to avoid obstacles they can send our way. Or this is this is uh, one 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 thought uh, <clears throat> that we, mm-hmm. we we can worship and and uh, respect them to avoid uh, obstacles. I lost my second thought about it. 
what comes to my mind is that the devotees are just too busy worshiping Krishna. They don't really have time uh, to worship the demigods. I remembered my But they respect the demigods, right? You know, we offer all respect, all respect to the demigods. And then we say, excuse me, but I have to do my service <laughs> on the altar or whatever. Yeah. And, and my, my second thought was, uh, then uh, why would they create obstacles to, the, they are devotees, they are fellow devotees, no, elder well wishers, yes, elder devotees, senior devotees yeah. in the universe. Why would they uh, send obstacles our way? Wait. Well, um, if you if you go to um, a martial arts course, then one of the tasks of the teacher will be to challenge you so that you become expert in your martial art practice. And sometimes they might be, as they see you advance, they may um, act in, in a quite uh, harsh way um, to really give you the challenge that you need in order to advance. How's that? <laughs> yeah, Hare Krishna. So, on that note, I'll say thank you all very much and wish you a wonderful day and wonderful week. And I'm going to slip back into the forest <laughs> for a few more days uh, to finish my book. And with the blessings of Srila Prabhupada and Panchatattva, I just may finish by the end of this month. Hare Krishna. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Gaur Premanandir